Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome into a special episode of the Face Turn Podcast, part of the Sports Insanity Network. I'm Noah Trombley, joined by the pun master, Mike Rifkin. Mike, how you doing today, my friend? Doing all right. It was a beautiful Saturday afternoon. How are it, you? It was a very beautiful Saturday afternoon for most of the country. Uh, but for WWE, they did not perform in the United States. They performed over in the kingdom of Saudi Arabia for Night of Champions that took place just about, about three and a half, four hours ago. So me and Mike are just going to kind of run through the show, just kind of give you guys a little little, you know, kind of review of what happened. We'll do our formal review uh, when we do like the full group and the full, you know, star ratings and stuff. But, you know, Mike, I told you, and I truly believe with the amount that happened on this show, with the matches on this show, I think this is the best Saudi show ever. I think you're right. Um, It always felt like when they do the Saudi shows, I'm not trying to be disrespectful but when they put on the the goldberg matches or dx versus the brothers of destructions okay we know these guys are past their prime Mm -hmm. so this is just nostalgia this was all these guys are in their prime and it started with a banger unfortunately though the still the greatest saudi moment is still titus o'neill He's sliding Tripping out. Tight, down tight at the greatest Royal Rumble ever. Yeah, I mean, and besides from Trish Stratus, there were no legends on this show. But Trish yeah. is being treated like a normal competitor again. Which is awesome because she still got it. She still definitely has it. We'll get to that in a quick second. But we started off this show with the inaugural World Heavyweight Championship match. That being Seth Rollins versus AJ Styles. I like what they did with that. If it's not going to be the main event, put it on first. Get the crowd yeah. hot. Let's start with a hot opener. Make the championship feel important. And, uh, I mean, it's Seth Rollins and it's AJ Styles. They couldn't have a bad match if they tried. Yeah, this was... You knew it was a banger when you found out those were going to be the two guys. Yes, absolutely. And to me, the right person won. Seth Rollins is the guy to be the champion Other opposite to Roman Reigns. Let's have Seth be a guy now that defends that title. Like, if he doesn't defend it at Money in the Bank, we're going to have problems because this that was the whole point of this championship was you're going to have a defense every single pay-per-view now. So we need to see that happen. Seth being the first champion, having it be Triple H, it hands it to him. I think it's very, very poetic. I mean, those two are – I mean, we, we've we known for how long, Mike, that Seth Rollins is a Triple H guy. Since the – really, if you want to go back to – NXTDs. Right. You know, remember that uh, someone showed the photo of Triple H, Rollins, and Dusty after he won the inaugural NXT title. Mm hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Seth has just been a Triple H boy and, you know, just Triple H believes him. But, but Seth is, I, I still say it to this day. Seth Rollins is WWE's version of Kenny Omega. He can just go out there and have a great match with anybody. Yeah, I, I think you're right on that. He's – I'm going to try to say this as polite as I can. He's this generation's version of Cena prior to Super Cena existing. Mm. But if you go from WrestleMania 21, John Cena on, until about Super Cena, that's where Rollins is in my opinion. The super over the song, 
the crowd singing along. It's just so fun to do. I was into him, you know? Oh yeah. And the thing I think he does better than even Cena did, he's embraced everything. Mm -hmm. You know, this whole visionary concept, the way he dresses, he's, you know, Monday night Rollins, you know, when yep. RVD was Mr. Monday, it, it, it's a great play on for Seth Rollins. I'm wearing the shirt to commemorate Monday Night Rollins. Um, and I think this is the perfect character for him. He's just he he's not a heel, but he's not a fate. He's just a, a guy. He's just the guy like that's it it's cliche to say that, but he's just he's just he's over. The, he, he's what the, the Roman promo. He's not a good guy. He's not a bad guy. He's the guy. Yeah, love him or hate, love him or hate him. He's the guy because I know because I know there are some people out there who hate this version of Seth Rollins. Not me. I love this. I think it's, I think it's his best gimmick. I would argue the Monday Night Messiah, but you know it's close. Mm. Um, but anyway, so great call to have Seth Rollins as the first world champion. Let him carry Raw. Just let just next five months, just have him have banger after banger after banger. And then if you want to take the title off of him at Survivor Series, whatever, fine. I think that's absolutely perfect. But Seth Rollins establishes a new champion. Yes. Perfect. Good call. I do just want AJ to get one more run before he hangs it up as a world champion. Yeah. Hopefully he does get one more run. I don't know though, because we again, I don't know how much time AJ has left. I know he said he's on the end. He's at he's at the end of his career. So who knows? We'll see. Obviously, what happens with that world title later later on. All right. The next match we had was a Becky Lynch taking on uh, Trish Stratus, and like we said, Mike. I mean, Trish Stratus just still has it. She this match was absolutely phenomenal. Um, I mean, it went long too. It went for a solid 20, 25 minutes, and they went back and forth. Of course, we know Becky Lynch is one of the best women's wrestlers in the world, but Trish still has it. The gimmick right now is so good. The whole thank you, Trish. Like, hey, keep talking about me. I'm I'm the one that made this possible. Like, you're not talking about me enough. I love it. Love it so much. And I love what they're doing now. Zoe Stark as like a Trish ally and a Trish part of a Trish faction now. I'm into this. Yeah, I'm into that as well. It, I think if you can get one more person into this. I don't, I, I don't know who that would be yet. That could be what we wanted damage control to be. Mm-hmm. But Trish has got everything going for Zoe Stark now. I will not get lost in the shuffle on Raw, which could have happened right. in this case. Because if you're not going to fight Rhea Ripley, because I, I know it's different shows but because with the titles, but you – you people understand what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't usually do secondary women's feuds, although this Trish and Becky thing is awesome. It now gives her instant credibility, something to do, and you get to work alongside Trish Stratus, which where and anywhere does that go wrong? And and if we do, if it, like I imagine this was the first part of the feud, and so if you want to do like – the second part of the feud is Trish and Zoe versus Becky and Lita because Lita wants revenge for the attack. 
great. I think that at Money in the Bank, I think it's a big tag match you can really you can sell England on. Or you could put Trish in the Money in the Bank match, have Becky screw her, and then when it's a two-on-one beatdown, that's when you could return Lita too and do the match at SummerSlam. Could do something like that. Yeah, definitely. Because you, you got to figure, we do have two more big pay-per-views before the end of the summer. I mean, we've got SummerSlam, or Money in the Bank, we got SummerSlam. So do you do it there? Do you do it SummerSlam? You I would think options. I would think SummerSlam, you would do like the Becky-Trish blow-off feud. Okay. That's fine, match. You would do like maybe like a last woman standing or a, or a cage or, or something along those lines. That's I feel like you would do at SummerSlam. Um, so, but we'll see what happens with that. But I'm very interested in the Zoe Starks, uh, Trish Stratus pairing, mostly because of what you said. It puts Zoe Starks in a company right now, and it at least gives her something to do. And she's not going to get lost in just this random shuffle of anyone. But, like, you can't be beat Rhea right now. Well, speaking then, we go to the IC Championship match as Gunther defends against Ali. Man, way to make Ali look like the biggest star in the world for just one night. Because we know he's just going to be sent back down the card after this. But for one night, man, I mean, Gunther's the best. He is the best wrestler ever. I think he will go down as that. Because, my God, he just went out there and had the best match of the night with Ali. And no disrespect to Ali. Like, Ali's fantastic. But, oh, Gunther, just the way he lays into the chops, lays into the clotheslines, the power bumps, the Power moves. It's just, oh, he's the best. He's just the best. And the way he moves for a big man. Yes. Like, like that's incredible how he can do that. Um. Yeah, I, 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 I know Mustafa Ali is really good. We both know that. We just said that. Uh, and you're right because they don't. They're going to move him back down. This was a one-off thing. He's going to go back to thinking positive Ali, mm-hmm. which I, I don't know. Th- this guy has gone through so many changes and gimmicks, yeah. and it's just like, let the dude be himself because we all know he can go. And you would think Triple H would be a guy that would do that, but for some reason, I don't know why no one believes in Mustafa Ali right now. Because I, even send him to NXT, just put yeah. him in class. Listen, Mustafa Ali versus Wesley for the North American title. Yes, please do it. Do it right now. Yeah, that night. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, fantastic match. Uh, just an incredible showing by Mustafa Ali. But of course, Gunther still wins, retains the IC championship. He's not losing that thing until the end of the year. He's breaking Honky Tonk's man's record, and there. And then he's winning the Royal Rumble. He definitely could. Um, okay, putting you on the spot, Mike. If you had to pick right now, who is the guy to take the title off of off of Gunther, the IC title? IC title. Hmm. You know what? I'm going to go outside of the box because we talked about this when we did the prediction show. Gallus gets called up. Mark Coffey's your ne- next Intercontinental Champion. Ooh, Mark Coffey. Ga- I like Gallus it. boys on top. I like it. I like Mark Coffey as an idea. I still think another great idea is to do 
maybe you don't do the, this as the the title change, but you, if you're gonna pull him up, you gotta do Gunther versus Ilya Dragunov because that is the only man that's beaten Gunther so far. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's like the ghost that comes back to haunt Gunther. It's like no, you're not taking this one from me. Like God damn it! Like I think that'd be a great thing to do, and then have him win again. That's fine. And, and the only guy for, for me, the only guy on the roster now that I would want to see do it is Finn. Finn would be really fun. Finn going through. Finn would be the only other guy. So we'll see what happens with the IC title later on. But speaking of championships, Oscar finally ends the long reign of Bianca Belair as she defeats Bianca Belair to win the Raw Women's Championship. I I was so shocked by this. I did. I, I had predicted it, but in the back of my head, I was like, huh, "Bianca's just gonna win." I'm just I've just got blind optimism at this point. But when, because uh, so the finish of the match was Oscar missed the mist at the first time. Bianca ducked. So what she did was it she missed it on her hand, and then when Bianca got her up for the KOD, she raked the eyes of Bianca with the mist, and that's how she blinded Bianca. Two super kicks, and that's it. Oscar pins and wins to become the new Raw Women's Champion. Beautiful. I, I n- the match was eh. It was a very slow prodding match, but man, I'm so shocked by this finish. Oscar becoming the new champion. Hell yes, let's go. And now let's change Bianca up a little bit. Maybe move her into heel territory. Mm-hmm. And let's go. I I know people are going to say, well, they wanted her to break Becky's record for the most days as champion. I'm still sitting here going, you could have pulled this trigger at WrestleMania. No one would have been upset. Well, they, they she has broken the record. She's the longest. No, no, I, I'm saying prior to Mania. Oh, 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 oh. Because you could have pulled the trigger on this at Mania. Right. But, but I... I like heel Oscar more than I liked faced Oscar. Yes, I do too. I think she's I, I think be- I think the one thing she's missing, and they tried this once. I do think she needs someone to be her voice. Yes, because she's not a very intimidating person. Right, and when they tried it with Paige or Soraya, it just didn't feel right. So they need to figure out who could be her voice. Hmm. And go from there. Who could be her voice? I would say Heyman, but I he's busy right he, now. He's loaded up on something. He's loaded up on people. I don't think we can do Heyman right now. He's really the only manager, though. I don't know any other managers or maybe a wrestler on the shelf that could come back for her. Oof. Um... Maybe Bailey, if you want to revamp damage control. Take Dakota's place because Dakota's out with injury. Could do something like or that. Or Oscar versus EO. Yeah, something along those lines. Um, but no, I'm just super excited for Oscar finally. And then and finally the Bianca Belair title ring is over. It was getting so stale. She finally ends. It's now uh Oscar's time. Let's let's go. I'm very excited for this. Uh, up next, uh, we don't have to really talk about this. Rhea Ripley absolutely dominated Natalia to retain this SmackDown Women's Championship. She she hit Natalia in the back. She threw her into two steel steps. Hit a riptide one. 
Perfect. It's what it needed to be. Made Rhea look like a killer. And it's Natalia's birthday. And it's Natalia's birthday. <laughs> F you, Natalia, apparently. But, but there's a person who could be Asuka's voice. Natalia could work. I wouldn't be super against that. Um, but no, I love this though. Rhea Ripley, like I said, just if you're not gonna have a competitive match, just just do this. It makes Rhea look like an absolute monster, and really builds just up. Just continues the ascension, right? But she, but after this, she needs a proper, proper feud. Like she needs someone on the level of like a Becky or a uh, oh god, who do you do? Maybe this is what Bianca does now. Bianca got drafted to SmackDown. Yeah, and, and Ray is a SmackDown Women's Champion. So uh, on Raw, on Raw, this you see how confused. Whatever, <laughs> but we'll see what happens with Ray. On. <laughs> but, but, to your point, it, it makes too much sense because now you do have to go into that next proper feud because mm-hmm. this can't be a thing. Her and Natalia, so. And then you just one off her and Zelina. So now you have to really figure out who's the next person in line after Becky on Raw. I'm trying to think of who they could even do that with. Um, um, I mean, I think there's an intriguing name. I don't think they'd ever pull the trigger, but I would be down for Rhea Ripley versus Piper Nevin. Oh, I'd be down for that too. Um, let me, I'm just gonna check real quick. I'm gonna check the WWE women's roster, uh, and see who we could who we could do right now on on. Because if you you do the Rhea Bianca thing, and you just have Rhea win, then it's kind of where do you put Bianca? Yeah, um, because Bailey's on SmackDown. Charlotte, um, I believe, is on SmackDown. I believe Charlotte's on. I mean, I would love to see it because I believe they did it in uh, in NXT. If you elevate Candice LeRae, I'd be totally cool with it. I'd love, I'm totally down for Candice LeRae. Um, I mean, I would have said maybe like a Dakota Kai, but she's injured, obviously, and so you know, don't know what's going on with that. Um. Man, who else is here that I mean Emma, eh, she's been kind of neutered. Um the only other person that makes sense, and we'd have to wait for her to come back, is Bliss. Uh, I'm done with Bliss in the in the title pictures for a little bit. Um maybe Indy Hartwell, but but when she's ready, but I but I don't think she's gonna be ready for a while. She broke her ankle. I think that's going to take a little bit to do. I mean, what you could do to build it up is have Rhea re-injure that ankle, setting up the Lorraine thing. And that goes on long enough for Indy to totally do that. Well, they've they've had a lot of injuries, too. That's probably like, I was going to say Liv Morgan, but she's injured. Um, Raquel? Raquel, maybe. Um, Did it on NXT, so yeah. So you could do something like that. I mean, there were plenty of NXT. Because she's not gonna, she's not gonna win back when uh, bring back the tag titles with Shotzi. No, no, that's going to Rousey and Baszler. Rousey and Baszler, Ronda Rousey. (laughs) If you really wanted to do it, see, see, I wouldn't do that because I think Rhea still has to win. 
Yeah. Yeah, they they are in need of some legitimate female talent right now on Raw. Unless you're going to bring up some people from NXT. We, we brought it up when we talked about uh, the finals for the women's tournament. Mm-hmm. What do you do with Roxanne and Cora Jade? Yeah. What about what about Trish? Becky costs Trish. Becky costs Trish. You could do it. I, if that's the money in the bank match, I'd have no problems with it. I think you could get. I think you could definitely do that. I think that'd be kind of you fun. Get, you can get away with that one. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's a person alive who would say no. No, because definitely. You, I think it would be a fun, fun match. But we'll see what happens with them. And uh, then Becky just punches Dom for no reason. Oh God, I love it. Uh, so then we get to the two last two matches. First up, we have Brock Lesnar defeating Cody Rhodes by technical submission. Man, just when I thought I was done with Brock and Cody and I thought this should be it, man, they, they pulled me back in. Um, you know, I, I was very, very into this match. It was extremely fun match. Um, you know, the Cody arm injury, I think did add to it because, and and it was such a just such a smart way for them to do this because you had Brock on the offense and then Cody's fighting back using his casted arm and it should be a heel thing but it works so well here because Brock is just so dominant and Cody's just trying to get any advantage he can by hitting Lesnar with the with the Kimura and to have Cody in the Kimura for like two minutes before he gets a rope break it was it was this close to becoming over too much but i think it was just perfect and then brock of course gets one more in and uh cody Rhodes passes out obviously setting up a rematch now cody's one one brock's one one i'm guessing either money in the i'm guessing money in the bank but they could do like a cody goes to win money in the bank and brock costs him or they do it at money in the bank i don't know. i'd rather just do it at money in the bank yeah because cody brock in like a Big time match could could he asked me last man standing or I quit. Yeah, yeah, something along those lines. Um, because yeah, this this feud is elevated to that point. I'm I I have to admit, just with this show, I'm I'm curious to see how Raw and SmackDown play out now. Like, where do we go from here? This is a this is a very interesting uh show, but yeah, very fun match. Um right guy won, Brock doesn't lose any credibility. Cody looked like the valiant baby face in peril and he fought from behind, but just, just lost it uh, in the end. And then of course we get to the main talking point coming out of this show. That being the main event of Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn defeating the bloodline consisting of Roman Reigns and Sol Sokoa to retain the undisputed tag team championships match goes on. It is normal. And it's the traditional heel Roman, you know, wear down Sammy and KO and you, they get their hope spots. And I mean, I, I know we brag, we brag on this, Mike, but Roman, anytime Roman is in that ring, it feels special. It's getting kind of takerish mm-hmm. towards the end with it because it's so rare. Um, but I kind of feel... I understand the major players in the whole storyline, but it kind of felt like at the end, Kevin and Sammy took a backseat. I, I could see where you're coming from there, but I think at the very end, I think they it, it made it better. It, it's Here's- understandable for 
you know, how the whole story has transpired. But it just feels like over the last, really over the last couple of weeks, even up until SmackDown prior to the show, it felt like, okay, we've built this whole thing around what we want to do with the Usos and, and Roman and Solo. So the Usos lose the rematch from Mania. Then all of a sudden, Roman and Solo, out of nowhere, they've never teamed before. Now they get a tag title match. And then it feels like, okay, we're going to do because Jimmy and Jay can't do it. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we know what happens at the end. But yeah, an extremely fun match. Uh, the Usos run in uh, about right towards the end. And they're beating up Kevin Owens. And Roman Reigns is outside of the ring because he's been taken out by Kevin Owens. They go in. They hit one super. They had two super kicks on Sami Zayn. They go to hit. Obviously, the ref's down all the whole time at this point. They go to hit a double super kick on Sami. But Sammy moves and they hit a double super kick on Solo Sokoa. And what was so perfect, Mike, is that's the only thing Roman saw. He didn't see them go for Sammy and Sammy Duck. He just saw them super kick Solo. And that, that's such a perfect, that's such a perfect way to do that. If he didn't see them go for Sammy. And so he gets in the ring, he pie faces Jimmy. He pie faces Jay a couple of times like, get out of my ring. Get out of my ring. I'm the trouble chief. Get out of my ring. And you think Jay's going to be the one to pull the trigger. But no, Roman turns around into a super kick from Jimmy Uso. Crowd goes wild for this in Jetta. They absolutely lose their minds over the super kick to, to Roman. And the banter back and forth. And I love – this is why it's so good. Jay is still conflicted because now this is the second – brother that is turn is breaking up his family and he's like but no we have to be obedient we're the bloodline we have to be okay to roman and jimmy's like i'm doing what you should have done a long time ago it's a second super kick on roman reigns to send roman out of the way out of the ring the usos leave to go up the ramp kevin owens comes in hits a stunner on solo sammy hits a holova kick ref wakes back up gets back in the ring one two three they retain it's so good. I mean, just when you thought this was getting overbearing, this story just gets even better to me. Because, like I said, Jay wasn't the one that first pulled the trigger from the Usos. It was Jimmy. And so now it's like, where do we go now? Where does Jay lie in all of this? Where does Solo fit in all of this? And I think what you said, Mike, I I get what people could say that like Sammy and KO were relegated but at the, I think that shot, that last shot where Sammy and KO are on the top rope celebrating with their titles and Roman is down on the floor just looking at them dejected, that was a good way to say that, oh, Kevin and Sa- Sammy finally got their revenge on Roman. And so now... And they're, now, and they're done with the bloodline. They're done with the bloodline. The bloodline's coming apart. And I, I think what we've learned in all of this is that, you know, look, I Sammy did get over. KO got over. And while they were players in this story, that this comes down to Roman and Jay. That is where the bloodline started, and I think that's where the bloodline has to end. And I, I think, I really do think now, you go to SummerSlam, Jay, Jay should be the one to dethrone Roman. I, I truly believe that. I think Jay should be the one to take the titles off Roman. Because the, I think that's what got lost in all of this is – Yes, Sami Zayn got super over. Kevin Owens got super over. Cody Rose got super over. 
But this whole thing is about Roman versus Jay. It's always been about Roman versus Jay. Because Roman beat him into submission the first time around. He's been loyal to him for the last two years. Two years, and now, and then Sammy was made him see a little bit of light. Now Jimmy's gonna make him see even more light. Then it's just ah, it's so perfect. I, I I think if I truly believe, if you have Jay Uso after the after Solo turns on Roman and have the whole bloodline just leave Roman, Jay's the one to deliver the final killing blow to Roman Reigns to beat him for the titles at SummerSlam. I think that is a perfect way for the bloodline to end so we're taking a guess here so the match at money in the bank is probably roman solo versus the usos that would be my guess so if solo does the turn at money in the bank there are different ways we can go about this because you could do the roman versus jay or you can do a bloodline fatal four-way for the title Mm. You could and then, I wouldn't be against that. And you say Jay, I would go solo. But I would keep it with this caveat. Paul Heyman turns on Roman and he goes with solo. Because Roman has to lose everybody. Right. And so the Usos are are one of the greatest tag teams of all time. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to even disband them yet. I don't like the idea of disbanding them. So you put the belt on Solo. And the belt will elevate Solo, but so does him having Paul Heyman. Mm-hmm. Because kind of like Brock when Brock first came in, because Brock came in, won King of the Ring, won the Undisputed title. But what made it more relevant, he had Paul Heyman. Yeah. It wasn't the lights were too bright for Brock because they got too bright for Brock when Paul Heyman wasn't with Brock anymore. Yeah, because when so, you look at that, you look at that run in like '03. It's like, oh man, this isn't the Brock Lesnar we remember. Exactly. So, I if you put the belt on Solo, listen, I'm not against putting it on Jay. I'm just going with a different theory. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be against awesome putting it on Solo. Theory. See what I, I wonder if you could do Jay wins it at SummerSlam and then Solo wins it later on, like at the next pay-per-view, kind of like Solo turns on Roman to help Jay win. And then Solo could be like, I didn't do it for you though. I did it because I just had to break out from Roman's shadow. I still don't like what you did. I want to be the champion. I just did it because I had to put it to mm-hmm. Roman. And then that's how you get that's how you get Jay wins and ends the bloodline, but then you don't keep the titles on him for long. Because mm-hmm. as much as I love Jay Uso and as I love love main event Jay Uso, he can't he's not gonna be a guy that holds the titles for like six months. He's gonna hold so, it for like maybe a month at most. So solo does the old Rikishi line. I didn't do it for me. I didn't do it for you. I did it for the rock. I did it for the rock. What if that's the whole thing? Is it's Rock Roman at SummerSlam? Oh my God! So they go. We didn't turn on you for us. We turned on you for the real head of the table. Out comes the Rock. I mean, look. If you want to do Rock Roman at SummerSlam, I am not against that. It I just shouldn't be for the title. It just shouldn't be for the titles. Yes, 
I still think, like I said, I, I think now looking back on it, and I think if it happens the way I said, Jay is the one to defeat Rome, just to throw Roman at SummerSlam, I think we will look back on the Cody situation more fondly. And I think we'll mm-hmm. look back on the Zayn situation more fondly because it, again, when you, if you watch, WWE recently put out a playlist of all like the biggest moments of the bloodline. And if you go back, it literally, it really was just Roman turned heel, but the first one to stand up to him was Jay. And that's where the whole thing started. And I think it is much more poetic for him to be the one to do it. Because that's what the story has been about. Yes, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens were major players in it, but their part of it is over. This is still Roman J. Now, here's the one last thing. Can we finally just have Kevin and Sami drop the SmackDown tag titles and drop the unification belts? We'll see. I, I hope they do something with that. I don't know if they're just going to keep it as the unification. Or at the very least, if you're going to keep one tag championship, just do one belt. Like, like, give us a new belt and then just say this is the – these are the WWE Tag Team Championships. The champions can float between brands. Just say that. But them carrying around two titles is just so weird looking Um, because then the, that's two championships technically. But we'll see what happens with those with those two. But, but that's going to do it for this quick review of Night of Champions 2023. We hope you guys enjoyed the show. We hope you guys enjoyed listening to us. Check out the website, www.thesportssandynetwork.com for great blogs, vlogs, planes, trains, and automobiles. But from Mike the Pun Master Rifkin, I'm Noah Trombley. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll catch you all next time.